You're listening to The Leadership Pod, episode 14, why brilliant leaders struggle with visibility and what to do about it. Welcome to The Leadership Pod, the go-to podcast for ambitious emerging leaders. I'm Kara Ronan, leadership expert and your guide to help you build your brand, visibility and influence so you can unlock your leadership potential. Enjoy this episode. Well, thanks for tuning in again to the Leadership Pod. So today's episode is for those of you who struggle with being visible in the workplace, Those of you who avoid the limelight, those of you who don't want to toot your own horn or find this difficult. Now, I know if you're listening to this episode, being visible is something that you struggle with. I get it. Visibility is difficult. It's difficult for many people. But can you imagine a leader who nobody knows? Can you imagine leading in the shadows? This doesn't happen. You need people to know who you are, what you're capable of, and what results you bring, especially if you want to succeed as a leader. So if this is something you feel uncomfortable with right now, if being visible is something you feel uncomfortable with, then I hope this episode will help you get over that block and give you ideas on how to be more visible in a way that feels right for you and doesn't feel salesy or pushy. So let's get into it. So I'm going to first look at why new leaders struggle with visibility. I, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I like to look at the why. You know, when people have blocks, there's always a reason they have that block. There's always a reason that there's something holding them back. So I want to go through a few ideas as to why leaders or why you may be struggling with visibility in the workplace. So the first reason is formal education misled you. Okay, so now this is not your fault. And when I say formal education, what I'm talking about here is university, college level education or any other kind of formal education that you may have had or needed for the job that you are doing right now. So the fact that formal education misled you, this is not your fault. You did what you had to do to survive at university or at college. You did what you had to do to get the grades, to pass to the next level and to eventually finish your degree. Now, you are evaluated on your grades at during your degree and on, on your test results and on your grasp of technical skill, on your level of technical skill. So this is how you knew that you were performing well in, in your grade and comparing yourself to other students. But the thing is, you are used to being evalu- evaluated on this. Okay, you are not used to being evaluated on other things, such as how you communicate the value that you bring, how you communicate the results that you bring. But now as a, as a leader, you no longer have grades that you can use to prove your worth. Your boss doesn't grade you on your performance. You know, that's not how they evaluate you at work. So you used to be evaluated on different things during formal education, but now you're no longer evaluated on those things. So you have to do a bit of catch up there. And what you need to focus on is you have to highlight the value that you bring to the team or to the company so others can see how well you're performing uh, in your job and whether you are doing well as a leader or not. So that's the first thing, formal education misled you. The second reason why you may struggle with visibility is that you move into a company at a junior level 
which is fine. But again, at that level, you are only evaluated on how well you perform the job. You are not yet evaluated on your leadership skill or very much on your soft skill, okay? So you have the luxury when you're at a junior level, it is great because you have the luxury of being able to keep your head down, do a good job at work, learn the tasks that you need to learn so you can get noticed and you can get rewarded with promotions. And that is what has helped you get up into the leadership position that you have today. However, that is no longer enough. Now, this concept I have spoken about in a previous episode. It was actually the the very first and the second episode of this podcast. I talked a lot about how you need to make that transition uh, when you become a leader from what is required and expected in your formal education to what is required and expected on the job. You need to make that transition. I'll link to those two episodes in the show notes if you want to go back and have a listen to them to find out more about what I say about that topic. But when you get into a company at a junior level, you know, keeping your head down and doing a good job at work, it works for a while. But after you are moving up into more senior level positions, it no longer helps you get noticed as a leader. So you need to remember that. Now, the third reason why you struggle with being visible in the office or in the workplace is the sort of talking about your achievements and your wins is considered boasting. Now, most people listening to this episode would be able to relate to this. Why? Because most people I talk to when they don't want to be self-promotional, when they have difficulty being self-promotional or more visible in the office, this is the reason why. They don't want others to think that they are boasting. Okay, so people who boast too much or who are overly self-promotional, they they have given self-promotion a bad name. So yes, there are people who do boast too much in the office and talk about how great they are and what a fantastic job they did. Okay, there are people like that. And unfortunately, they've given visibility and self-promotion a bad name. And as a result, you and many other emerging leaders are reluctant to be self-promotional because you don't want to be labeled like that person. So you avoid it. And in an attempt to not appear negatively self-promotional, you hold back and you don't share your achievements or your results or even what you're working on. And what happens when you do this is nobody knows what you are doing. Nobody knows how great a job you are doing and you become invisible. So it has the opposite effect. You become invisible by not being able to talk about your achievements and your wins because you think it's boasting. So that's the third reason. The fourth reason why you may struggle with visibility is your family and cultural background have instilled in you the tall poppy syndrome and you don't feel comfortable standing out. So what is the tall poppy syndrome? This is something I did speak about in episode 11, the secrets of self-promotion for consultants and new leaders. Uh, A lot of people listening to this episode will be familiar with it because a lot of my listeners are from Australia. And this is a term that's commonly used in Australia. It's also used in Canada and England. Uh, Basically, it means tall poppy syndrome means that all poppies have to stay at the same height. And if one poppy rises higher than the others, it will be cut down. So it's at the same level as everyone else. So basically, uh, in relation to being visible, it means if you stand out 
from other people in your office in your team uh, you will be cut down so you are at the same level as other people and you no longer stand out so that's the tall poppy syndrome there is a similar saying in Asian and Japanese cultures it's something that I came across when I was living in Japan it goes along the lines of the tallest now gets hit first so it is global uh, phenomenon I guess you would call it it is common in many countries in many families in many workplaces uh, but it is definitely something that will hold you back if you try to adhere to this tall poppy syndrome because of the tall poppy syndrome some professionals it forces them to stay at middle management level because they may want to reach a leadership position but they won't because they can't seem to get over the block that being visible is okay but I know that that's not you because you're listening to this podcast because you are taking steps active steps to learn how to be more visible and to be okay with being visible in the office so let's get to working on how you can increase your visibility in the office so i'm going to share with you three ideas i have on my notes in front of me on how you can increase your visibility in the office and do it in a way that doesn't feel salesy that doesn't feel pushy or that doesn't feel wrong for you okay and i guess before i want to get into that i want to let you know that i am definitely not somebody who is naturally self-promotional so these as ideas that i'm going to share with you they're ones that i found have worked for me i'm not a show-off kind of person i'm definitely not somebody who likes to boast or talk about myself all the time so i have found ways that have worked for me and have helped me to increase my visibility but in a way that feels right for me. So I hope that you're going to enjoy or find useful these three ideas that I'm going to share with you right now. The first idea is to sell your ideas and your results to sell yourself. Okay, so I'll repeat, I'll repeat that. I want you to sell your ideas and your results to sell yourself. So this is a mistake many people make when they are trying to build visibility and it leads to them being seen like they're boasting or showing off. What they do is they talk about their achievements only in relation to them, themselves, you know. They forget to talk about how their achievements has impacted the team, the company, or even their client, okay. And that is what's important. That's what people really care about because they, they want to know the bigger picture. So if you sell your ideas and results to sell yourself, uh, this helps you to achieve that. And this is a shift that you need to make when you talk about your ideas or your results uh, during meetings, for example, if you don't want to sound overly self-promotional. Uh, I know a lot of people listening to this uh, podcast have difficulty speaking up in meetings. I did create a episode for that a couple of episodes ago. I'll link to it in the show notes. I'll find the actual number for you. But I have talked a lot about speaking up in meetings because I know it's something that people struggle with. But if you speak up in meetings, if you talk about the results that you've achieved, but in relation to your team or your client or the company as a whole, it does not make you sound self-promotional. 
Okay, so that's one way you can get around the uh, the block you have about being self-promotional. The second way is to develop relationships with key people. So the idea behind this is if you become known with key people and you build visibility with them, they can help you to propel your reputation to the higher levels of the company or into other departments where other people uh, may not know who you are. So this is a great strategy to implement if you're looking at transitioning into different departments or a different company or even in, in a different industry because you know, getting other people to talk about your results, getting other people to talk about how competent, how capable you are is a form of social proof. And it helps you to get others to believe that you are credible. You know, people won't believe what you say about yourself, but they will believe what others have to say about you. So if you start to create a form of social proof around your reputation, around your ability and competence, if you do that within your company, then it will help to propel your leadership reputation. So how do you develop relationships with key people? You're probably asking yourself. Uh, I have some ideas I want to share with you. You can invite them for an informational interview. So with this, the idea is that you would call up the key person you want to get to know or you, yeah, you want to be in contact with. Invite them for a coffee and ask them if they would be willing to give you 15 minutes of their time because you would like to know what it takes to reach the level in the company they have reached. So that's basically what an informational interview is. And you can do it over coffee or you can just do it over the phone because they may not be in the same location as you. Uh, so informational interviews, one idea, you can request or try to attend meetings that that key person will be at. And in those meetings, make sure you speak up, make sure you say something, make sure you become visible. Remember, leverage those opportunities. You can also reach out to them on LinkedIn uh, or by email. So LinkedIn is fantastic to get in touch with key people, people who you would not be able to meet in person because maybe they're in a different location or maybe they are so high up in the organization, they simply would never have time to meet with you. But LinkedIn can really help to bridge that gap there. Uh, so there are some ideas to help you start the relationship. Then it's off, after that, it's up to you to nurture it and to build it with that key person to help develop your reputation. And the third idea I want to share with you, uh, I love this idea, it is create disturbance. So what do I mean by create disturbance here? So when you avoid being visible, when you don't want to be visible or self-promotional, it often leads you to not disagreeing with people even if you secretly want to. Can you relate to this? Has this ever happened to you? Have you been in a meeting? Somebody has said something you completely disagree with, but you've kept it to yourself. You haven't had the courage or the confidence to voice your opinion or to simply say that you don't agree with theirs. So not wanting to be self-promotional leads you and other emerging leaders, of course, to differ to keeping your opinions to yourself, especially if they are different opinions to what other people have shared. Okay, and now creating disturbance, 
That is all about breaking that pattern. Okay, stopping that automatic reaction you have when you hear a, an opinion you disagree with, the automatic reaction you have of keeping your opinion to yourself. I want you to remember that you have been chosen to be the leader of your team for a reason. You have the experience, the expertise that is recognized and that people want. People want to hear your opinion. And if you disagree with somebody, people want to hear that as well. And they want to hear why you disagree with them. So I want you to become somebody who has a strong opinion. A lot of uh, people say, and I read this often on social media, you know, that being vanilla about being vanilla isn't going to get you noticed. And that is so true. I don't want you to be vanilla in meetings or in the office. I want you to become somebody who has a strong opinion, who is noticed, who is visible, uh, because you are absolutely entitled to it. You deserve that type of recognition. So how do you do this? Well, if you disagree with somebody, I want you to express it and express it with confidence. If somebody's shared an idea that is stupid, if, if an idea that won't work, then tell people what you think about it. If you disagree with it, tell them. It doesn't have to be in an aggressive or an abrupt way. And I think that's why a lot of people hold back from disagreeing is because they feel that they're going to be seen as aggressive by others in the office. But you don't have to communicate your disagreement in an aggressive way. There are many assertive yet polite ways you can express a disagreement. So one example you can use is, I understand what you're saying, but I see things differently. Are you open to hearing what I think? So this example, it's polite, it's professional, it's confident. And it will get you noticed and visible in meetings because you are clearly and assertively saying that you see things differently. And then you're opening up the conversation to, uh, to the other person and asking, are you open to hearing what I think? So it's a great way to put across your disagreement, your disagreements, sorry, in an assertive yet a polite way. And the fact that you are confident enough to voice the fact you have a disagreement, that will get you visible as well, okay, in front of your colleagues and in front of your boss. Now, if you are scared of offering a differing opinion or saying that you expressing your disagreement with somebody, if you're scared of being challenged, because that is a common fear that crops up when it comes to disagreement, then you absolutely need to look at my Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass. This is a video, video course that is done completely online uh, and it teaches you how to be more assertive in your communication, hence that's in the title. Now, as I record this episode, we are in May of 2020. I've just passed 1,000 stu students in this course, 1,000 students in this video course. So uh, it's a popular course. Uh, the students love love doing it and they have so they learn so many helpful tips about how they can communicate more assertively in difficult situations with difficult people uh, it has helped so many people so if you think it's something that could help you too then head over to udemy uh, it's also on my website but the main platform that hosts this video course is the udemy platform so head over to udemy type my name kara ronan and you'll see all of the courses i have and the assertive communication skills master class is one of those courses. So check it out and I'll link to it in the show notes below. 
So we are at the end of this episode. I have shared so much with you about why leaders struggle with visibility and how you can start building it uh, in this podcast episode. I suppose it's something that is close to my heart, something I've struggled with over the years. So I wanted to share some tips with you in this episode, and I hope that they have been useful for you, some insights as to why people struggle with being visible and some helpful tips on how you can be visible in a way that feels right for you. So I mentioned uh, a couple of podcast episodes in this one that you can go back and listen to. I'll refer to those in the show notes. I mentioned about the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass on Udemy, the video course that I have. I'll link to that also in the show notes. And uh, yeah, check out these courses and check out the other podcast episodes I'm going to link to. That is all from me for this episode today. So next week we are moving on to episode 15 and I am not yet able to tell you what that episode topic is because I'm still deciding on that. But check back uh, next week for episode 15 or check with me on social media as well. So yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn because I'm really active on there and I share a lot of content and posts and, and advice on LinkedIn uh, pretty much on a daily basis. So make sure you connect with me on LinkedIn and tell me that you listen to this podcast. I'd be happy to accept your request to connect. So until then, have a wonderful week. Uh, don't forget to share this podcast with your colleagues and friends on social media because remember, it might help them too. And have an amazing week. I will talk to you again very soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Leadership Pod. Thank you so much for listening. If you did find some useful tips in this episode, then please leave a review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to share this episode with your colleagues. Remember, they might benefit from these insights too. And I would love to hear from you via my website or social media. You can leave a note at executive-impressions.com or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. The links are on my website. Take care and thanks again for listening.